Hello, human. It is I, Professor Synapse. I would like to introduce you to my colleague, Miss Neura. Miss Neura is a fellow AI educator, focused on making artificial intelligence and machine learning accessible to all. Her goal is to demystify AI and prepare people for the future. Miss Neura has a gift for breaking down complex topics into simple and engaging explanations. Her passion for teaching and technology shines through in all of her work. She's motivated by a vision of AI developed responsibly and for the benefit of humanity. So without further ado, take it away, Miss Neura. Hey, friends. It's me, Miss Neura, here to chat about one of my fave ensemble algorithms, Random Forests. Now I know the name makes them sound a little mysterious, or like they involve actual trees randomly popping up in forests. But in machine learning, random forests are something quite different. These are whole collections of decision trees grown together to make predictions. It's like getting a second opinion from multiple tree experts, the more the merrier. Decision trees on their own can sometimes overfit the training data. Overfitting means they get too focused on the details of that specific data and don't generalize well to new data. Random forests use fancy techniques like bagging and feature randomness to train each tree differently. This helps reduce overfitting and makes the ensemble more powerful. By the end, you'll be a pro at growing and using random forests for all kinds of tasks like image recognition and fraud detection. No expert gardening skills required. Let's start by looking at what makes up these meta-tree ensembles and how they work their magic compared to a single decision tree. Grow that ML knowledge. How it works. All right, so how do these random forest ensembles actually work their magic? Well, first, we grow a whole bunch of decision trees. We're talking like 100 plus trees in the forest. But here's the kicker. Each tree is trained on slightly different data and features. We do this using two key techniques, bagging each tree trains on a random subset of the data. This introduces variation. Feature randomness, each tree picks the best split from a random subset of features. So they're looking at different clues in making decisions. We tune parameters like the number of trees and their max depth to find the right balance. In the end, all the trees vote on the prediction and we go with the majority. This ensemble approach leads to way more robust and accurate models. Let me know if you need more details on how random forests work their magic. Let's say we're using a random forest to classify pictures as either dogs or cats. We decide to grow a forest of 10 trees. Each tree is trained on a random subset of the full photo dataset. So tree 1 sees photos 1 to 100, tree 2 sees photos 11 to 120, etc. Also, when determining the best splits, each tree randomly samples from the available features. For example, color, shape, size. One tree might heavily use color for splits. Another might not even look at color and focus more on shape splits. After all the varied trees are grown, we have them all predict if a new photo is a dog or cat. Six trees say dog, four say cat. So the random forest ensemble predicts dog. By having each tree look at slightly different data and features, the whole forest gets really robust. The algorithm. All right, let's look at the mathy stuff powering random forests. 
the training process tries to minimize something called the ensemble error. This measures how wrong the predictions are summed over all the trees. We calculate it with this formula. E equals sigma y y caret 2, where E total ensemble error, Y true label, Y predicted label. Basically it compares Y and Y for each tree, squares the difference, and sums it all up. Less error equals better forest. The final prediction averages the votes from all the N trees. Y equals 1 slash N sigma E. This wisdom of the crowd approach helps cancel out errors and biases. So in summary, random forests optimize the ensemble error by training diverse but strong trees whose votes get aggregated. The key steps are 1. Pick n random samples from the training data. 2. Grow a decision tree for each sample, choosing the best split from a random subset of features. 3. Grow each tree to maximum depth, no pruning. 4. Make predictions by averaging votes from all trees. Bagging and feature randomness ensure the trees are unique. We don't prune, so no information is lost. Compared to a single decision tree, random forests have much lower variance and are harder to overfit. Power in numbers. Advantages. One of the biggest perks of random forests is how they upgrade accuracy, especially with messy nonlinear data. Single trees can overfit, but bagging and randomness help random forests generalize way better. Random forests also make predictions more reliably through the wisdom of the crowd. A couple bad trees can't ruin the party. With enough trees, biases and errors get cancelled out. We can shine a light on which features are most important by looking at how they impact predictions across all trees. Super useful for figuring out what data to focus on. Training many trees in parallel kicks things into warp speed since each one can grow independently on separate CPU cores or servers. Hello efficiency! Other perks like handling missing data and mixed variable types get carried over from single decision trees. No pre-processing needed random forests take data as is. For classification, we get probability estimates for each class too. The trees vote and give us percentages to gauge our certainty. Disadvantages. While random forests are great, they aren't perfect. A few things to keep in mind. Can be prone to overgrowing and overfitting without tuning. Lose interpretability compared to a single decision tree. Hard to visualize the whole ensemble. Still computationally intensive to train, especially with lots of trees tend to perform worse with very high-dimensional, sparse data. Bagging can smooth out too much signal in highly correlated features. Difficult to track which examples get misclassified and why. The key is tuning parameters like the number of estimators and max depth to balance power and overfitting. And leveraging feature importance scores to get some model insights back. Applications here are some common real-world applications where random forests can thrive. Fraud detection. Identify fraudulent transactions by learning from labeled examples of fraud slash not fraud. Handles imbalanced class as well. Image classification. Categorize images like detecting tumors in medical images. Works well despite spatial pixel correlations. Sentiment analysis. Determine positive, negative, or neutral sentiment in texts. 
Robust to misspellings slash slang compared to rules-based systems. Recommendation systems. Suggest products based on customer attributes and behaviors. Handles many implicit variables well. Predictive modeling. Forecast things like prices, demand, risk. More stable predictions by reducing overfitting. Lots of options for classification and regression tasks. Let me know if you need me to expand on any use cases or provide additional examples. What a fascinating conversation. Thank you for listening to this episode of A Chat with ChatGPT, a production of Synaptic Labs. Please give us a rating to let us know how we're doing. Learn more about accessible and equitable AI technology on our website, synapticlabs.ai, and follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Synaptic Labs. See you next time. <laughs>